0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss how to make sales feel personal in the virtual age and the importance of digital personalization in B2B marketing. Joining us is Derek Jenkins, who is the head of marketing at Owler, which is the world's largest community-driven information and insights platform. Owler provides exclusive firmographic and competitive data on over 15 million private and public businesses curated from a community of 5 million business professionals. So far this week, Derek and I have talked about supporting sales in the virtual age, and yesterday we talked about personalizing B2B marketing in an evolving marketplace. Today we're going to wrap up the conversation talking about using sales intelligence to surpass the competition. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Derek Jenkins, the head of marketing at Owler. Derek, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, Ben. Excited to have you back on the show. Time for us to wrap up our conversation, I'm sad to say. (laughs) We've still got a little bit to cover, though. You know, we talked about the merger of sales and marketing two days ago and how there's this, whether it's the revenue team or whether it is just a, a better handshake between sales and marketing. It's all the same, that we're starting to work better together and the data is passing through where we're able to personalize our B2B marketing efforts better by understanding our ICP and really marketing to an entire organization, not just to the individual people that we get contact information for. And one of the big questions I have there is since we're seeing kumbaya with our friends on the sales team, there are some data that they have that might be useful for marketers. So talk to me about using sales intelligence. What is sales intelligence and how can it help marketers surpass their competition?
2: I think sales intelligence will really help them do better prospecting overall. But prospecting from a marketing side, you know, it allows you to extract and like analyze different data points and it pulls from a variety of different sources as well. So you can have a fuller picture of the target you're going after.
1: So talk to me about what those sources are. What do the sales guys have access to that we don't?
2: The most recent news and insights about a business, any type of trends or analysis they're seeing from an industry that I think will make, help to make a more informed decision as well. As well as all that formographic data that some of the sales guys have access to. I do with these.
1: So I think you're being modest here. There's a new product that you told me about, Owler Max. Yes. And, and that is a sales intelligence tool. So this is not just while well, the sales guys know some things and the marketers might be able to gain some intelligence from what sales has learned. Talk to me about Owler Max. What is sales intelligence? And how has Owler taken an approach to sharing sales intelligence with its customers?
2: So our aim on that front is really to help you find your next qualified account your next best customer, finding companies that look exactly like your existing customers. We make it easier for you because we have an abundance of data on our own platform. And we want to make the research process easy using all this accurate information that we have about businesses, all the industry insight that we have, uh, the firmographic data about these companies, the latest news and insights, blogs, videos, et cetera. All at your fingertips, you can do your research and find your next customer quickly and save you an abundance of time. Now, that's just that from my prospecting side of the business. But People use Allomax also to sustain relationships with their prospects, to build relationships, to have something to talk about.
1: So you mentioned that there's a copying your customer profile. You know, as a marketer, I think of creating a lookalike audience. What are some of the ways that you can use your sales intelligence or your B2B marketing to understand who your customers are so you can find more people that look like them? Most of the signals
2: we're looking at consist of firmagraphic data and some of the contextual data that we have on those companies too. The sources that we're going to make from the contextual data
1: that we're looking at. Give me an example of what you mean there.
2: So firmographic data, we're looking at the size of a company. If you're marketing to companies that are a certain size, we have all the information at hand. You can do a search on our own platform or anywhere and see what other companies look similar to this company based off of basic firmographic data, which companies recently raised money which companies have IPO'd, those are basic firmographic signals that can help you segment out company that looks just like yours.
1: Okay, so there's the firmographic data where you're basically looking at company statistics, right? Where are you in the life cycle of your organization? Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, MuteNex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost effective. Request a demo at Mutinex.co. That's M U T I N E X.co. So, talk to me about how you actually take this sales intelligence, and I guess it's build in automation to surpass your competition. How are you more efficient than what the other guys are doing?
2: I think with sales intelligence, it just makes it easier to get all this information, have it at hand at your fingertips to surpass your competition. Instead of having to research through a variety of different sources, when I think about I'm sorry to plug Aller here. I think about our tool, our our platform as a source to. Get all this information at hand and you can set up lists and set up segments for you to access at any given time to see who looks like my nearest customer and how i'm going to engage them with the most recent inside of the news about this what's going on in their industry
1: how much are you doing competitive intelligence when you think about surpassing the competition how much are you advising people look to see what their competition is actually doing in the marketplace
2: often i think it's crucial to know what your competitor is doing and understand that competitive landscape is constantly changing as well. And that competitive graph is changing as well.
1: I always have mixed emotions about this, right? How much of it is I should be focusing on doing what I do best because we're in our own lane. And if we do our job in marketing and sales, it doesn't matter what the competition does. But in reality, we're probably fighting over the same leads and prospects I kind of think that you could have either answered both ways, and I'm not sure how I would have answered that question myself. Yes, it's important to know what the competition is doing. Yes, you should focus more on doing a good job yourself. I guess the question is, how much time are you taking, and is it affecting and taking you away from doing sales? Where do you go to understand what your competition is doing from a marketing perspective?
2: Again, I'm going to plug Aller again here, but I use our own platform to see what our competitions are doing. I set up trigger alerts using sites like Aller or other tools where actually, no, predominantly just Aller just new product launches, new product developments, um, what people are saying about those companies, the latest blogs and insights about those businesses so I can stay on top of what those businesses are doing. I agree with you to the extent of it's not everything, but not to use the cheesy terminology's power, but it is
1: knowledge is power. I don't think that's uh, anything to be disputed. I think that the notion that time is precious is always important as well. And so there's this balance here of how much time do I spend researching what my competition is doing and how much do I focus on optimizing my marketing strategies? Obviously, there's got to be a blend of the two of them. You mentioned that Owler has some tools to help you understand what your competition is doing walk me through some of the ways that you can quickly understand how to monitor your competition without becoming obsessed with them.
2: So we allow you to track those competitors that are key and important to you. And we send you news and insights about those in real time by email or integrations into channels such as Slack and Salesforce. So you can go to our platform, set up trigger alerts based off of 20 different events that you want to track that you think are important. So you're not seeing everything that's going on. You're choosing what you want to see that's important and relevant for you to stay on top of those competitors.
1: I'll preface this with Owler is not paying for placement on this podcast. No. (laughs) I'm purely just curious about this. You've got this rich set of data and you can set up competitive intelligence alerts. What type of data do you have on what type of companies? Like, are you able to go down market and look at early stage startups where is our data set really the most effective?
2: Public data is always out there. But we have an abundance, I think you mentioned earlier, 15 million private company profile data as well. So again, we have everything from firmographic data to one of the things you mentioned in terms of how you choose to follow those companies is the different trigger events that we allow you to set. So you get that news and insight about those businesses right away. Like I said, product alerts, funding announcements, IPO rounds, management changes, all these things are quite crucial for an individual or market or anyone to understand the competitive landscape of their business.
1: Now, I don't mean to ask you to talk badly about your competition, but there are other companies that have similar data sources. There's the Zoom infos of the world, the Crunchbases. What's the difference between some of the platforms for us marketers who aren't really sure which competitive intelligence service to use? With the understanding that you're obviously going to be biased towards Aller?
2: I am going to be biased towards Aller. I think scale is important. How often the data is updated is crucial and how they're sourcing that data. But scale and how often it's updated is is very important. Back to what you said earlier, we have 15 million company profiles, 5 million people in our community who contribute hundreds of thousands of data points to us every month. So we're keeping our information as as possible.
1: You know, at the end of the day, your data is always good as its expiration date. And we see this often. You think about your CRM data. Well, it's great that you have... 100,000 leads in your database. doesn't mean anything if they're all five years old. <laughs> and the same goes with your competitive intelligence. It goes with all of your marketing efforts. You need to keep your data fresh and clean. And that's one of the reasons why we're excited to have Aller and Derek as our guest. Derek, thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciated you being my guest.
2: Thanks, Ben. Great speaking to you.
1: All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Derek Jenkins, the head of marketing at Owler for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Derek, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you could visit his company's website, which is owler.com. O-W-L-E-R.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, Head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. -J Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.